0: Hey there, Karen here. Before we dive into the episode today, I want to take a quick moment, a quick moment to say thank you. Thanks for hanging out with me for the last couple months. Thanks for your emails and your texts with positive feedback for the show. Being here with you every Wednesday, it's something I really look forward to as we share our IBD mom journey together. It's been a dream come true to connect with you. I'm especially thankful for those who have taken the time to leave a positive review for the podcast on iTunes, like Soccer Mom 814, who wrote, This is exactly what I've been waiting for. The focus on moms is perfect for me. I was diagnosed with IBD last year, and I just can't get information like this from my doctor. Thanks, Karen. That's awesome. That's so awesome to hear, Soccer Mom 814. Soccer Moms Unite. Yes, I'm a soccer mom too, so that's wonderful. Thanks so much for writing that. We're in this together. We're in this together, mama, so I'm so glad you're enjoying the show. I know it takes time out of your busy day to leave a rating and review, and I appreciate it when you do. It helps other moms find the podcast so we can support each other on our IBD journey. And to say thank you, thanks for leaving a rating and review, I'm currently giving away my Kitchen Arsenal Cure Guide, just in time for cold and flu season, and of course, coronavirus too. Keeping our immune system healthy is more important than ever. If you want to get your hands on my Kitchen Arsenal Cure with two recipes to boost your immune system with ingredients that you already have in your kitchen, leave me a rating and review, a positive one, I hope, on iTunes. Once you do, go ahead and take a screenshot of it and email it to me with the subject line podcast review. I'll immediately send my Kitchen Arsenal Cure Recipe Guide to say thanks. Thanks for spreading the word about the Cheeky Podcast for Moms with IBD, and thanks for spreading the love and the joy. Whether you leave a review or not, know that I appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the show. Now let's get on with it. You are listening to the Cheeky Podcast for Moms with IBD, a safe space where moms with Crohn's and colitis connect, explore powerful tools for healing, and transform our lives to thrive in motherhood and in life. I'm your host, Karen Haley, IBD health coach, integrative wellness enthusiast and mom to three outstanding kids. After having crohn's disease for 30 years and working as a health advocate exclusively with ibd clients for the last 10 years i know it's time to bring the types of candid conversations i have with my clients out into the open it's our time to go on an ibd healing journey and do it like only a mom can let's do this welcome welcome dear listener karen here I'm so happy and grateful to be with you on another episode of the Cheeky Podcast for Moms with IBD. I love our topic for today. It's probably my favorite conversation of the whole year and every year at the same time. We're talking about Thanksgiving food. With Thanksgiving just two weeks away, it's time. It's time to have this conversation so that you can be prepared for that big day. And I know, I know this is an American holiday, so My friends in Belgium and Denmark, Argentina and the UK, and the amazing ladies in these wonderful countries that I know you tune in from as well. I see you. I see you and I appreciate you. To you mamas outside the U.S. specifically, I promise, even if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, you're still going to love this episode with these recipes we're talking about because they're absolutely tasty enough for you to use during any holiday, even for everyday cooking if you choose to. Before we dive into the meat of our convo today, I'm so excited about something that I can't wait any longer. I can't wait. I have to tell you up front at the top of the episode because there's an awesome bonus waiting for you. It's waiting for you at karenhaley.com forward slash Thanksgiving. It's my best, most comprehensive Thanksgiving cookbook to date. It's got all the recipes we're talking about in today's episode, and it's going to cut your Thanksgiving stress in half because you're going to know exactly what to make this year. It will give you peace of mind knowing that you're not only eating tasty food this Thanksgiving, but gut-healthy food as well to help your IBD heal. Love it! And if you want my recently updated Thanksgiving cookbook, the IBD Foodie Thanksgiving Table. All you have to do to grab it is head over to the show notes for episode 11 or go to karenhaley.com forward slash thanksgiving. That's k-a-r-y-n-h-a-l-e-y.com forward slash thanksgiving. All right, let's get to it. So Thanksgiving, it's my favorite, absolute favorite holiday of the year. It didn't used to be though. Truthfully, I'd never really been a fan of turkey, but I started eating IBD healing foods and all that changed. Thanksgiving soon became my favorite holiday of the year, all because of the food. These IBD-friendly recipes that we're gonna talk about today, I experimented with and honed over these years of eating to heal IBD instead of eating food that fought against it. I learned to make the most delicious, yet gut-friendly meal I have, and my family and my extended family and friends, when they get to have it when it's not quarantine time, they love it too. And now today, in this episode, I'm sharing these menu ideas with you so you can have the same delicious, gut-loving experience at your holiday table. Now truth be told, I actually have Thanksgiving twice a year at my house. Sort of. You see, I have another date built in on gratitude that I celebrate every year. My own day of thanks, just like Thanksgiving. Only this date, it's my personal independence day of gratitude and love to commemorate and celebrate when I found a way out of my complicated and often an agonizing relationship with IBD. For me, that other day of thanks, it's July 4th. Yes, Independence Day, for those of us in the United States. While, of course, I do celebrate the birth of the United States on that day with fireworks and friends, I also celebrate just how far I've come on that day, too. Travel back in time with me just for a brief moment, and I promise you, I'm going to bring this story back around to juicy Thanksgiving food. Picture it. The year is 2008. Twelve years ago. And the month is January. January. A time of new beginnings, of hope and resolutions. After five years contemplating the specific carbohydrate diet. Yes, I said it. Five years. That's a whole nother story for a whole nother episode. But there I am, contemplating where my life is going, like many of us do this time of year. Thinking nothing I've tried medically has worked for me so far in the 20 years I've had Crohn's. I've been on every medication available and I've had two bowel resections. In total, almost 10 feet of bowel removed. And where am I? Am I closer to remission? Not even close. I remember thinking on this January day in 2008, not one pain-free day, not one day away from wondering if I'd have to rush to the bathroom and when it would be, when it would happen next. Not one day of feeling more than other in the world. So by January of 2008, after 20 years suffering with Crohn's, I finally thought to myself, it's time to go back to this SCD thing, this breaking the vicious cycle book that when I read it the first time, it looked like it was written in Greek. But instinctively, I knew, I knew it was time to go back. I remember saying to myself, this is your time. You're ready. This time you'll understand what you read. So I did it. It did take me a few months to get it, to contemplate it, to make a plan. But finally, I picked a date. A date where I would declare my independence from the chains of IBD. I was going in with the knowledge that I could do this. I was going in with power I would strike out on my own, start the SCD, no matter who or who did not support me. <laughs> Let me tell you, there were many on both sides. I'm sure you can relate. But I would finally, I'd finally take the reins on my own healing journey. Well, that day, that day turned out to be July Fourth, two thousand eight, and every year on that day since, along with the birth of the good old USFA, I celebrate my Independence Day with a massive party serving my food, my favorite food of all. And as I bring this story back around to a full circle moment, I know what you're saying, too late, but as I bring it back around, I'm sure you can guess what my favorite food of all the food is in the world. It's the food I serve not only on Independence Day, not only on that day of celebration of mine, but you guessed it, It's my Thanksgiving menu, the very menu I'm going to share with you today. So while I love this gut healing Thanksgiving food so much, and it holds a sacred space for my Thanksgiving dinner, know that it also holds the record of being the food I love so much that I also serve it up on my very own Independence Day every year. That's how much I know you're going to love the food that we're talking about today, And if Thanksgiving wasn't your favorite holiday, just like it didn't used to be mine, you better believe it's going to be now. You're going to love Thanksgiving so much that you'll find another time of year to eat this food too. Let's dive in. So what's typical? What's a typical American Thanksgiving like? What's typically on the table? It might vary a bit depending on where you live in the country. My husband is from the South, and I am from the North, so when we got married, we went to each other's families for Thanksgiving, and it was fun to see the cultural differences in the food. What you serve might also depend on what your family traditions are, but I bet for the most part it resembles something like this. Thanksgiving means a turkey, stuffing, as it's called in the North, or dressing, as my husband's family calls it in the South. It would include mashed potatoes, gravy, sweet potato casserole, green bean casserole, bread like yeasty rolls or cornbread, and of course, of course, pumpkin pie for dessert. Is your mouth watering yet? Mine is. (laughs) And how did I do? Pretty close to the typical Thanksgiving, right? It's definitely tasty, but is there anything about that Thanksgiving meal that I just described that's gut-friendly? I honestly can't think of a single thing on that list that checks the gut-friendly box. It's loaded with complex carbohydrates, and those carbs, they turn into sugar, and that sugar equals a plethora of pathogenic bacteria in our gut. This is kryptonite for IBD, and it leads to lovely gut disruption that causes abdominal pain, bloating, gas, and diarrhea. Thanksgiving meal is also full of gluten, that gluey protein, that's also a gut disruptor and causes intestinal permeability for many of us. That intestinal permeability, that's that leaky gut problem that leads to undigested food particles that enter our bloodstream. That doesn't sound good, right? Thanksgiving is also full of unhealthy fats and loads of sugar, processed ingredients, chemicals, artificial flavorings. Not a good look for your gut, or your blood pressure, or your heart either, right? Before I figured out how to eat to support my IBD, I was always sick after Thanksgiving dinner. Maybe you can relate to this. Lots of time in the bathroom after the meal. Lots of time spent with a heating pad on my belly to soothe my aching gut. Lots of time wondering, where did I go wrong? No more. No more. No more of that for me, and no more of that for you. It's time to turn Thanksgiving dinner upside down. And before you start thinking, I'm turning your beloved holiday into something you'll no longer recognize with roots and berries and kale and quinoa, I promise, I promise I can give you a similar but healthy gut-loving substitute for every single menu item I just mentioned. A menu item I personally think is much tastier than the standard American counterpart. And as an added bonus, all of us mamas, all of us want this. Your family is going to love it too. Let's start with the star of our Thanksgiving dinner, Tom the turkey. With Tom, there's actually not that many problems here, so that's the good news. Unless you're a vegetarian, of course, but no worries there because if you are most everything else for Thanksgiving, it can be made vegan or vegetarian. But turkeys, for the most part, I'm happy to say they are gut friendly. I just want you to keep a few things in mind when it comes to your Thanksgiving bird. First of all, I want you to try to get the best quality bird that you can afford. Many people with IBD, they're sensitive to hormones added into poultry. So definitely try to find a turkey that's free of hormones. And the sensitivity part, it just really starts with the hormones. But there's even more to it than that. Because hormones added to meat, it disrupts our entire endocrine system. So you definitely want to stay away from hormones. The absolute best place, the best place you can get your turkey is a pasture-raised turkey from a local farmer. Fresh quality meat, delicious. I know not everyone lives in an area with a local farm, so if you can't find one there, know that you can also get a turkey for Thanksgiving from the local health food store. They usually have really high quality options when it comes to turkey. And again, if this isn't an option for you, if that's the case, I want you to head over to your local grocery store and see if they have an organic bird there. If not, please do though, make, free that it, make sure that it is free of hormones, flavorings, and seasonings. We already talked about the dangers of hormones with your poultry, but flavorings and seasonings, that's where I want you to use some caution to, because those can be problematic. Flavorings, they usually contain gluten. We already mentioned that's a known gut disruptor, as well as artificial ingredients that you might not know that you're sensitive to. There's a lot more here that we could talk about when it comes to selecting your turkey, like cooking times and temperatures for the turkey, and how to easily season your turkey since you're now buying it plain. Thankfully, You'll have all of that and more in your IBD foodie Thanksgiving table cookbook when you download it at karenhaley.com forward slash Thanksgiving. There's a whole page dedicated to the turkey cooking. It has lots of info, so I feel comfortable leaving Tom right here because you're in good hands with the cookbook. I promise. Next on the Thanksgiving table is your mashed potatoes oh yes, mashed potatoes. And just know that the good news about mashed potatoes is that they're gluten-free. So you're good there. But remember that mashed potatoes, they are a complex carb. So remember I mentioned that early, how that is a gut disruptor for us with IBD. Potatoes are loaded with complex carbohydrates, the ones that make it difficult for us to digest and absorb properly. When we've got IBD, We want to stay away from complex carbohydrates. And instead, we want to focus on carbs that we can digest. Those are simple carbohydrates. And fortunately, fortunately, there's a substitute. There is a delicious mashed potato alternative that you can have for Thanksgiving or year-round if you choose. It's a really ugly, but remember, don't judge a book by its cover, vegetable. And it's called... Celery root. Have you seen celery root before? Before it was recommended to me, I had never heard of it. Celery root, or as it's sometimes called, celeriac. It's a cousin of celery, and it does have a green stalk on the top of it, and it also does smell a little bit like celery. But that's really where the similarity ends because instead of eating that green stocky part like you would with celery, you're actually eating the root. And the root looks a lot like a hairy potato. Can you imagine a large hairy potato? If you can imagine that, then yep, you've got it. It's ugly. (laughs) When I first started eating celery root, I used to have to go to the health food store to get it. I could only find it there. But now, now I see it everywhere, everywhere I live in Maryland. Grocery stores like Safeway, Food Lion, Giant, Wegmans, they all have it. Maybe you've seen it before, but if you haven't, you can look for it in the produce section. I bet you'll find it. Ask your produce helper if you don't see it. So how do we get this brown, hairy thing looking and tasting like mashed potatoes? Well, we start by peeling it like a potato and then we chop it like a potato, and then we cook it in water or broth, just like a potato. Unlike using a potato masher, though, I recommend that you put your cooked celery root in a blender and blend it until it's smooth. There's a great recipe for you to check out in your Thanksgiving cookbook for mashed celery root. It's just plain delish, but Feel free to add gravy if you want. You can eat it plain, but you can also add gravy to it, just like you would for traditional mashed potatoes. And speaking of gravy, should you eat that on Thanksgiving? Hmm, probably not. Store-bought gravy, it's full of chemicals, preservatives, and gluten. Those are not IBD-friendly. There are some store-bought gluten-free gravies that aren't so bad though. Like there's one from a company called Simply Organic. That's a powder packet that you add water to. Or there's also the Imagine brand, and it's a ready-to-serve gluten-free gravy that gravy that you just heat up. If you're looking to take baby steps in the realm of IBD foodie land for Thanksgiving, this is the path that I recommend. Now, if you're ready, if you're ready to go all in with gut healing, I recommend that you make your own gravy at home. You can still make it from those turkey drippings, just like grandma does, but your thickener instead instead of the traditional white flour, you're going to swap that out for a healthier coconut flour. And if you want a little trick to give your gravy a nice, rich brown color, I know this is going to sound crazy to you if you've never done it before, but you can actually add just a little bit, maybe a tablespoon of almond butter. I know, just try it. Trust me, just try it. I remember hearing about this, though, and thinking it wouldn't work or it would just taste like almonds, but it doesn't. And it gives your gravy, your healthy gravy, a beautiful golden color. Of course there's other ways to make gut friendly gravy too and one of those ways is in the cookbook that I mentioned it uses the onions it uses onions as a thickener you cook an onion down to when it's really really well cooked and you use that as your thickener like I said there's a recipe in your cookbook for that as well did you think I may have forgotten about the stuffing as my family calls it Heck no! My gluten and grain-free stuffing, it's the highlight of our Thanksgiving table. My whole family loves it. On this one, I'm going to come right out though. I'm going to come right out and tell you it's different. It's different than what you might be picturing of stuffing. It's different than stovetop or even stuffing that you might make at home. It's not laid and fluffy and bready. It's more of a delicious casserole with ingredients like ground sausage, cranberries, onions, and celery. But it truly is worth an open mind because everyone who celebrates Thanksgiving at my house always asks if I'm making my famous stuffing. The recipe for my sweet and savory stuffing, the one I just talked to you about, it's in the IBD Foodie Thanksgiving Table Cookbook, so you can get it right there. There's also a more gourmet version of this same recipe in the cookbook as well, just in case you're feeling a little fancy, a little decadent for the occasion. Now, Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving wouldn't be Thanksgiving without sweet potato casserole, would it? Brown sugar, flour, marshmallows... Definitely tasty, no doubt, definitely tasty, but it's also a one way trip down a mine shaft for IBDers. There's just too many unhealthy ingredients in there for us to tolerate. Now, one option for you to consider is a healthier sweet potato option. Lots of mamas with IBD tolerate sweet potatoes just fine. Moms on a Whole Foods or a gluten free or a paleo approach, they eat sweet potatoes. And if that's you, go for it. Go for it with sweet potatoes. Maybe you could have a whole baked sweet potato or sweet potato mash, and that could be topped with cinnamon and butter, honey, or maple syrup. Oh, wow. That would be delish, wouldn't it? But if you're like me and sweet potatoes, they're still a little bit too starchy for your digestive system. Or if you're on SCD, GAPS, or the autoimmune paleo eating plan, I've got a sweet potato substitute that you are going to love and its star ingredient is butternut squash. Oh yes, don't poo-poo butternut squash if you've never had it. I definitely did. To be perfectly honest, I did before I ate the recipe, but my candied butternut squash, it'll blow your mind and you'll never miss the sweet potato casserole again. Of course, this recipe, it's in the IBD Foodie Thanksgiving Table Cookbook, so it's all yours when you download your copy. Now, I do have to say one thing about this, one word of caution when it comes to this recipe. The candied part, it's sweet and it's kind of like a sweet and nutty topping. If you're sensitive to nuts, I want you to just omit this part. The butternut squash, the butternut squash mash in and of itself, it's really sweet and tangy and delicious on its own too. So no worries there. All right, how are you doing? Is your mouth watering yet? Oh yeah, mine has been this whole time. As we wrap up this Thanksgiving feast chat, I do want to mention a few more side dishes. And you won't want to go without these as well. These side dishes, they're all in my Thanksgiving cookbook too, so you can get them there. I just want to briefly mention them. I think you'll love my green bean casserole alternative. It's a recipe for green beans almondine. And a little tip to make this recipe super special and super delicious is to use fresh green beans. Most grocers carry them this time of year. It really brings the dish, I'd say, just up a little bit of notch. It goes from good to yum. So definitely don't forget to use the fresh green beans for this recipe. And let's not forget, we cannot forget the dinner biscuits or the rolls or the cornbread. Those are just part of Thanksgiving, right? It's just not a Thanksgiving feast without some kind of bread and butter. And even on an IBD foodie diet, I am happy to report Even if you're gluten-free, paleo, SCD, or any of those other diets, there's a scrumptious dinner roll recipe that you can make. I've included that one in my recipe guide, that my favorite dinner biscuits for your Thanksgiving cookbook. There's also a recipe for spiced apple cider in there. Your family will seriously, they will rave about this recipe. Every year on Thanksgiving, I get this recipe going in the crock pot. Bright and early with the cinnamon sticks and the fresh cranberries in the mix, the whole house starts to smell like heaven even before I put the turkey in the oven. Trust me, your kids are gonna love this festive soda substitute as well. One last Thanksgiving note that we can't forget about. What am I missing here? I know you're screaming at me right now saying, Dessert! (laughs) Dessert! You can't forget dessert! Of course, Thanksgiving and dessert, they just go hand in hand. And even an IBD foodie doesn't have to skip dessert on Thanksgiving. Whether you're a fan of pumpkin pie, pecan pie, or cookies, there's a gut-friendly recipe out there for you. Check out the internet. Of course, there's recipes there for you as well. Or you can check out the recipes for pumpkin pie and peanut butter kiss cookies in your IBD foodie Thanksgiving cookbook. These are both Thanksgiving staples in my house. Everyone loves these as desserts from kids to adults alike. And best of all, we now get to partake in dessert knowing that it won't upset our gut. You've got to love that, right? Oh, awesome. So that wraps up our Thanksgiving menu. And I hope that that just kind of got the wheels going for you, got some sparks in your mind about what you might do for Thanksgiving what you might change up, what things you might have for your Thanksgiving menu this year. And with Thanksgiving right around the corner, I want to leave you with some quick general Thanksgiving tips as well on this episode. Some tips that will serve you well no matter what food you decide to eat this year. Are you eating at home this year? Okay, if that's you, I want you to remember that this is the perfect time to experiment and try something new. With COVID and most people staying home more, Chances are there's less family and friends around the table to impress. Why not use this opportunity to try something new? If foods like I mentioned in this episode, if they're just completely foreign and new to you, don't feel like you need to follow all of these ideas, all of these recipes. Just try swapping out a couple items, maybe a couple ingredients. You know I mentioned the most gut disruptive ingredients today, the complex carbs, the sugars, and the gluten, how about you lessen some of those ingredients and what you're already making? Baby steps, right? I always talk about baby steps. If those are the steps you're ready for, just try and make those baby steps this Thanksgiving. Or do like I do for some dishes. For example, I make both versions when I make the mashed potatoes and the celery root. I don't ditch it for the whole family because I have a family who loves mashed potatoes so I make both and most everyone in my family they take both so it works out. All right are you eating at a family member's or a friend's house this year? Let me give you some general tips if that's what's happening for you this Thanksgiving. Number one, number one I just have to tell you please be safe. Many countries around the world and especially the United States We're in hard times now with COVID and I want you to be safe. I want you to be safe, healthy, and happy this holiday. So I have to just say it, that's my number one tip for you if you're eating somewhere else besides your house. If you're worried about what's gonna be served, where you're going, bring a dish or two to share with the group. You know it's something that you can eat because you brought it and I bet others will love it too. Don't trust family or friends with your food. Many a helpful family member tries to make things out of love. and No one's questioning their good intentions here. But please, please be careful. Even this kind of scenario for my clients, they tell me over and over again, it just backfires. Well-meaning family and friends, they want to be helpful. They want to make something for you. But it's really better. It's better to bring your own food to ensure that you stay healthy and safe and out of the bathroom. Make it about spending time with your friends and your loved ones instead of trying to eat something that you think they want you to eat. They want you to eat. And if you're on diets, especially diets like really strict diets like SCD, GAPS, or autoimmune paleo, I say bring 100% of your own meal. To be a polite and generous guest, you can always bring a couple dishes for you, but then also bring something to share with everyone, you know, something that you can eat. Maybe it's the candied butternut squash or the stuffing that I mentioned earlier. Don't take a chance. It's just not worth it. And I know from experience in situations like this, not every family member or friend is understanding. They might get annoyed or they might just be confused when you don't eat their food. But trust me, trust me, when they see how well you're doing and how well you feel, they'll come around. And even if they don't, they get used to it. Your health just isn't worth jeopardizing to save someone else's feelings. All right, there you have it. There you have my tools to make this, to make this your best Thanksgiving yet, at least food-wise. If only I had a recipe that I could whip up so that you could safely be with everyone you love this holiday. I'm going to keep wishing for that. Don't forget. Don't forget to grab your very own copy and download it. Your very own copy of the IBD Foodie Thanksgiving Table Cookbook. You can get it by going to the show notes for episode 11 or also by going to karenhaley.com forward slash Thanksgiving. Remember my mom had to be just a little bit different and spell my name with a Y so when you're typing in Karen it's K-A-R-Y-N. All the recipes that we talked about today they're waiting for you right there. Remember we're all different when it comes to IBD and the foods that we tolerate so if you're looking at the recipes and you know there's something that doesn't work for you and you'll want a substitution give me a shout. I'm here to help. You can get in touch at hello at karenhaley.com. I love to talk to you. I love it when you reach out. When you connect with me, it makes my day. Well, I don't know about you. I don't know about you, dear one, but I want Thanksgiving to be tomorrow. I can't wait. After talking about this, my mouth is watering. I'm just thinking all about Thanksgiving and the food. I can't wait. Truth be told, for me, it's all about the food. Sure, there's lots of gratitude and thanks, but also the food, the delicious, nutritious, gut-loving food that's waiting for us to dive into on this special day of thanks and gratitude. I'll be thinking of you. I'll be thinking of you, dear one, on Thanksgiving, wishing and hoping that your day is filled with IBD comfort food and that you have the love of your family around you. Wishing you a safe and healthy place to enjoy the day as well. Chat soon. Thank you so much for joining me today and for listening to today's episode. When it comes to IBD, I know there's a lot of resources out there, and I'm truly honored that you chose the Cheeky Podcast to get your IBD information today. If you found this information helpful, please give us a rating and review. It helps other moms find the podcast and see what we're doing over here to help IBD moms everywhere. And if you feel called to do it, share this podcast with an IBD mom who you know could really use an uplifting message today because that's what we're all about over here at the Cheeky Podcast. One last thing, if you're still with me, and if you are, you're definitely my kind of gal. We have to get to know each other better. If you're tired of living on the hamster wheel of IBD with all the ups and downs between flares and remission, if you're struggling to get control of your abdominal pain, gas, bloating, diarrhea, and other troubling IBD symptoms, Go to my website, it's karenhaley.com, and my mom had to be just a little bit different, spell my name with a Y. So it's k-a-r-y-n-h-a-l-e-y.com, and schedule your very own free 30-minute IBD root cause troubleshooting session with me, where we discuss the challenges you've been having, we set goals to help you move forward, and we talk about how we can work together to help you get your life back. It's a power-packed 30 minutes. You don't have to live in IBD status quo. There's so much that can be done to transform your life so you can thrive in motherhood and thrive with IBD. I've seen my clients walk this path and it gives me so much joy to take that journey with them. My entire coaching practice is run online so you never have to leave your house and you never have to get out of your jam and your yoga pants for us to work together. You know I'm wearing them too. If you're ready to take your first amazing step towards healing, I'm ready to chat with you. Schedule your free 30-minute IBD root cause troubleshooting session today at karenhaley.com. Click on the work with me tab and I'll see you soon. It's important to note that the information in this podcast and in this episode is for general information purposes only and not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice. The statements made in the Cheeky Podcast for Moms with IBD, either by me or my guests, is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Before implementing any new treatment protocols, do yourself a favor and consult your physician first. Thank you so much for listening, for being here, for saving this space for us to spend some time together. Until we chat again, I'm wishing you a cheeky and healthy IBD journey.